Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to the Everything is Black and White podcast. It is transfer deadline day. This is the morning update with myself, Andrew Musgrove and Kieran Kelly. Just a little warning. We recorded this just gone half past 10 on Monday morning. So given the volatile nature of the transfer window, things might change. But it's an exciting time to be a Newcastle United fan and a journalist covering the club for maybe the first time in 14 years. Usually the transfer deadline day in January, very, very limited in what goes on. But today we're expecting at least three new players through the door. We'll cover all that in this episode. Please remember to like and follow the podcast. Sit back and enjoy the morning update. Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. It is Transfer Deadline Day. We are live across our social media channels, Facebook, YouTube and Twitter. And we'll be uploading this to the podcast channel when we are done. So I'm just going to let you guys know it's just gone out past 10. So by the time you listen to this, things could change. The deals we say look likely, they might fall through. We don't think they will. And uh, things that might not have looked likely at half past 10 could happen. It is the curse of being live. It is the curse of deadline day. But Kieran, first off, now, we've both been in, in this job quite a while covering Newcastle. Previously, it was like, what do we do today? Because we knew Newcastle well before transfer deadline day. We're not going to do much. Whereas today, we, we think at least three arrivals will come in, potentially more. It's just, I mean, the contrast compared to under Mike Ashley to what we're seeing now under these new owners, it's amazing. Yeah, just I'm, I'm, my head's still spinning. I mean, it's been spinning since the takeover, to be honest, though we're... we're what a change we know the club has changed but it's days like this that really hits home you know you go back to the summer deadline day it was it was a non-event as many deadline days were in the actually year they either non-events or it was like leaving things way too late to the point of you know such a gamble you know trying to get those those deals that might save the club in wages for a couple of weeks or getting the fee down and, and it's just been such a difference today um you know you think last season joe willock was the only arrival uh, in 2021 as a whole, in terms of senior arrival, that deadline day I mentioned back in August where uh, the club were briefing, you know, as early as 10, 10.50 in the morning that you know, business was done and, and that was signing Willock two weeks previously, whereas now, as you touched on there, you know, three deals, potentially even more. You, you, it's it's just night and day, really. It's, it's, it's a really exciting time for the club and to the point where I suppose we're forgetting that Dan Byrne is, is one of the players coming in. We've, we're almost forgetting that Bruno Gromara just signed. It's like been such a flurry this morning of, of work being done on, on some really exciting players. And if you look at the position, it could leave Newcastle is going into that those crucial games going forward that they'll have the best possible chance of staying up. And I think that's what everyone wanted from this window is just that they tried and they certainly have. Yeah, it's great to see Owen has been active, you know, been proactive, really, not just leaving it right until the end and then the window closing and, oh, we haven't got enough and then Castle end up not giving themselves a fighting chance of survival. We'll get on to Gamera's in a moment, but as of 10.35 today, 
Um, it, it's looking likely that Matt Target will arrive on loan from Aston Villa, which is a, a brilliant sign in, in, in my view, a really solid left back there. I'm a little bit surprised Villa have let him go. I know they bought in Lucadinha, but it's still, you know, you, you would think they'd want someone of Target's um, quality is, is, is back up. And then we've got the young striker from uh, from over in France, Hugo Eketier. I've probably pronounced that wrong. We were just having a discussion off camera about it. Um, he scored eight in 18. We'll start with Matt Target, Kieran. We know the fullbacks are somewhere Newcastle have wanted to upgrade, and they've got Kieran Trippier in, who is a brilliant signing. You know, he wanted to come back to the Premier League, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. And now going after Matt Target, you know, who's had a good few years at, at Villa, he's been linked before to Newcastle. What do you make of that imminent arrival? I think it's, it's a really sensible signing um, to get him on loan as well. You know, you, you really can't go wrong. I think they were they were open to loans right until the last day when, when you know, teams would start to trim down their squads or maybe be a bit more open to players' wishes. We saw, obviously, that when they tried for Jesse Lingard, the, the problems they encountered there, you know, I'd be surprised if that one happened today, particularly everything that's happened in Manchester United in the past 24 hours. They probably do need him now more than ever. Um, someone like Matt Target, you know, it just shows the target proven Premier League players. I put him in that category. You look at, I think it was only last season he was asking for this player's player of the year. Um, I think he was the only outfield player to play or start rather all 38 Premier League games. He's durable, he's very consistent, he's reliable. And kind of the the progression he's made in, in you know, that year, you know, he was once seen as kind of a weak link at Villa, whereas he's, he's really worked hard on his game. He's, he's a very determined player, very unassuming. Uh, he likes to pass the ball. You can kind of see the characteristics that Eddie Howe likes in a player. He fits. And it, it's a win-win, as I said, getting on loan. Um, I think it'll push Jamal Lewis even more. Um, you know, it, that's the point when you strengthen your squad. You don't just want to bring in players. You want to bring in guys who push others and, um, it could it could really take him up another level as well. So it's a really sensible sign. And I think, as you said, you know, the fullback areas, uh, it's been a bit of a mess at Newcastle for a few years. They haven't really had, you know, most teams now, because it's such an important position, they do have two really good fullbacks in each position. And, you know, you might think there are priorities elsewhere, but to bring in someone like Matt Target could be, could be a really good signing. Yeah, 100%. You mentioned, Lewis, there, we've got a few questions in over email regarding the future of him and Matt Ritchie, obviously, who's another one who's played in that kind of left-back, left-wing-back role. For me, Lewis, you know, he looked quite good under Eddie Howe, the, the few games he played before he picked up that hamstring injury against Liverpool, wasn't it? Um, and we haven't seen him since. He's working back to full fitness. I I think he's still got a future here. He just needs an arm around the shoulder. And with the likes of Trippier coming in and Target, who are experienced players, that can help. Um, but what about the likes of Matt Ritchie, Paul Dummett, uh, who's out of contract, obviously, this, this summer? What does the future hold for them too? Yeah, that's that's the interesting thing. I think today is quite a significant day for a lot of those kind of long-serving players who, who have been great servants for Newcastle. Um, I don't just mean those two. Um, you know, I, I know Kieran Clark's had his, his critics. We think of the... The, the past month hasn't been vintage for him going to that friendly the other day and of course the Norwich game but you have to remember you know he played his part again the, the team up for the championship um, and today people like him may well leave the club and it, you know it's weird going into this window I, I expected them to make signings but I, I kind of thought summer might have been the time to really overhaul the squad but we might see a lot of change today and um, for people like Marucci I, I would be surprised if they let him go I think you'd want to keep him in and around the squad. 
even if he doesn't play that much, I think even he's you see in training, he's he's really good for helping keep those standards high. He's a leader still in that dressing room when he doesn't play, you know. Jamal Assel's maybe the captain, but he runs pretty much every decision by Matt Ritchie because he recognizes uh what a strong head he is. So um it'd be really interesting to see who, who drops out because that's that's the thing we often forget that it's a 25 man squad. There's gonna be a lot of players who are gonna to have to either not play again for the rest of the season or try and get a loan and they will all be given the chance to get a loan. It'd be interesting to see who takes this. Some of them have families in the area, some of them you know have long contracts that might necessarily be pushed to go. Um that's that's something to watch right until eleven, I think, tonight. Yeah, I mean, this is like I say, usually, even before we get at that line day, as we've mentioned, it's like, eh. but here we, we are expecting to be busy right up until that, that deadline, which is really good to see. But equally, it's refreshing to see that we've, we've had deals come in. So we mentioned Gamera's there, obviously, who got confirmed yesterday from, from Leon. You know, there's, there's no waiting about. That's done and dusted. And we're, we're not sweating on, on things falling through. And obviously, we've seen Trippier come in, Chris Wood come in. And I think, you know, a lot of people in the comments in are really happy with what's happened so far. And to think today we could see an extra three, four maybe come through the door. You've just got to give credit to the owners because they've moved, they've seen the issues and they've gone out and they've not only tried to fix them, they've, they've fixed, they have fixed a lot of them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think, um, you know, they went into this, they went into this and they weren't necessarily planning on, on big investment in January, but because situation on the table they really felt they had to to pay up and they had to to make inroads here and um it's been probably most encouraging for me obviously they've encountered a lot of setbacks this month you look at the center back search you know you mentioned earlier um sven botman it seems a long time ago when they first went in for him they got knocked back there they go for diego carlos get knocked back there but they do eventually well i know he hasn't signed but dan burn would be someone who's Proven Premier League experience, he obviously understands what it means to play for the club as someone who used to be on the club's books. Um, I think it'd be a really sensible signing as well, you know, something around £13 million. Pounds. It, it could be what gets them through to the end of the season. And then, you know, the summer, people like Bottman, Carlos, even those clubs might be more open to selling. So it's been a really difficult window for them. I think, you know, that Newcastle tax, it is a thing. They're having clubs who've bumped up prices. Uh, January's already so hard. You throw in COVID, clubs don't want to lose players. So little time to find replacements. I think so far they've done really well without a director of football and a chief executive as well. You, you've, I think you've just had a lot of figures come to the fore. You know, we saw Steve Nixon go out to Brazil to to finish that deal. Um, you've you've got quite a small team, but they they seem to all be on the same page. And we know in previous years in Newcastle under previous regime, that's not always been the case. So it just goes to show when. The head coach, his assistant, the head of recruitment, the owners, they're all rolling in the same direction. Look what can be done in 31 days, which is no time at all. You get the sense that actually the manager's been listened to, whereas under the previous ownership, you felt he could knock on the door, you could say, we need this and that. But the, the you know the, the, the previous owners were not budging. It was, we've got maybe this to spend. It's either now or in the summer, and then that changes the manager's opinion. Because, you know, for all Steve Bruce had his critics, they were, you know, he wanted to improve the defence, he wanted centre-backs in, and it was a case he just he wasn't given that by Mike Ashley, and I'm actually a, a, a believer that he was kind of let down by Ashley for all the flack he took, and he wasn't rewarded enough, and we don't want to go over all ground, but I think it is an important point that Eddie Howe and Jason Tindall, you know, they're obviously working closely, as you say, with the rest of the team, the recruitment team, and being listened to, because at the end of the day, 
the manager knows what he needs to to improve the team. So that's excellent to see. Um, on Dan Byrne, you know, I think he's a player that comes under the radar. He's 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 had a really good season for Brighton. They seem the fans and people he speaks to seem generally good. He is he is going, but obviously it's a dream move for him. He had a season ticket at Newcastle. He's from Blythe. Um, you know, he was once through the through the youth system as well, I believe. Um, he just seems like one of those players. And I don't know. I don't think he maybe has the character of a Brian Kilcline, but one of those. I, I mean, in the, the sense of coming in and just showing up the defence, you know, because that's what Newcastle United need. And like you say, it might be a short-term deal in terms of where Newcastle go in the summer and 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 forward. But a really important signing this January. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you, you look at that defence against Everton, it could be three new signings in a four-man backline. It's not often you see that, you know, Trippier, uh, potentially Target and, and Dan Byrne alongside whoever else in the centre. It's it's pretty drastic, but that was the area they really needed to improve. Um, you know, going into that window, the priority was a centre-back. I think this window would have been a failure if they didn't get a centre-back in. Admittedly, they haven't been able to get their top, top targets, but they're getting someone who will be able to hit the ground running. That's been the key with most of the signings this month. Uh, they've made exceptions with people like Guimarães and Ekatike. I uh, got there. It's going to take a while. Um, because, you know, those deals, not opportunistic, but they were there to be done in January with Guimarães. You know, he was entering the final two and a half years of his contract. Uh, the sporting director, he's very close to it, left last month. Newcastle moved ahead. They knew in the summer... Arsenal, Juventus, those kind of teams would have been going for him uh, with proper formal bids and, and they pounce. And it's the same with this one. So, you know, I think they've got the blend right where they're bringing in players who can hit the ground run and keep them up. But they're also with an eye on next season and beyond. They're bringing in players who are available this month who might have cost even more in the summer, who they feel they've got good deals on. Um, and that's certainly very new for Newcastle. Um, we mentioned there uh, Akatier. He's a young lad. Uh, he scored eight and eighteen this season. Nineteen years of age. He's not going to come cheap. I mean, the various reports of how much uh, he's going to cost. What do you think we've seen in him? Because like we say he's not someone that's overly prolific. He's not someone who's experienced. So why do you think they've gone out? You know, they tried to get him early on the window. The bids were rejected. Why have they gone back in? And why? You know, it looks like it's going to happen. What do you think? Special about him? I think um, there's one stat I saw. He's the, no other teenager in the top five leagues has scored more goals in Europe this season. That's obviously a headline figure, but Newcastle would have been looking at this guy for a while. Um, you look at that market, they've been looking at players like Guermarge for a while. They have been tracking these players. I mean, I know it's people might scoff at that because. It's not so long ago as Mike Ashley was on it, but you still had the scouts looking at these sorts of players. You know, you have to remember £40 million was spent on Joe Linton not too long ago. Um, they did always keep a hand in with, with keeping an eye on the prospects emerging in, in that country. And I think he's, he's they wanted to bring in a, a young striker who can be built, can be moulded, whose pressure might not necessarily immediately be on him. I know that sounds mad to be saying for someone who's going to cost upwards of 30 35 million, but I would like to think this season, you know, they have brought in Chris Wood to, to carry the burden in the short term with getting them out of trouble. Cam Wilson be coming back and they can bet someone in. You know, Eddie House wanted a young striker, someone who 
um, you know, can push Callum Wilson and Callum Wilson will relish this. You know, a similar thing happened to him at Bournemouth, I think, where when he was injured, they signed like three three really good strikers in one window and they, they just pushed him on further. And I think um, they have to one day replace him. You know, it's, he is their best best striker, but there will come a time where they need to have someone lined up. And I think that there's one eye on that. And as I said earlier, if he keeps scoring at the rate he's scoring, uh, Hugo, then in the summer he'll be even more expensive. So I think there's a bit of opportunism here. Newcastle obviously one of the few clubs actually spending quite a bit this this window, and the, the deal was there to be done. So they they get it done. They'll see it as as, as one really for the future. But um, it's, it's it's really interesting to see what kind of role they play. Indeed, and we've got people in the comments here really excited. Uh, Sean has has messaged on YouTube to say, uh, "Morning, gents. What a January window." We should be a real force in attack now. With the signings we are making, we should be safe this season. Um, I mean, that's the hope. And he asks about Callum Wilson being back, um, hopefully maybe in a month's time. And that's that's the important thing there as well. You know, Wilson, with every day that passes, Wilson is getting closer to a return. So you have all these good players signing. And then hopefully Wilson, in the not-too-distant future, will be back in and, and, and it will still form a massive part of Newcastle's fight for safety. Yeah, I mean, you, you look at what they did against Leeds, um, that felt like, you know, that could end up being a season to find a result because it it definitely helped them in the market. Had they lost that game, they would have been further adrift, being only a point adrift going to that Everton game, that momentum they have on the field and now all this momentum off the field with new arrivals coming in. They will need time to gel, obviously, but um, they're giving themselves the best possible chance of staying up. And um, I think you look at the squads, down there, you know, look at Arch's squad in comparison. If, if Eddie Howe can get this going and get them gelling, then they should be able to pull clear of danger. I know it sounds so simple, it's never as easy as that, but if they build on that leads result, that's been Newcastle's problem this season. You know, when they've had decent performances, uh, obviously the Manchester United draw, they, they didn't build on that, but it, that Everton game is huge. I mean, they've had so many chances this season where you've said it's been must win. Uh, particularly at home, you go back to the Norwich game, the Brentford game, uh, you can go on and on. Uh, I think if they win that Everton game, it reels them in, it will give them a lot more confidence. And, and It's not a bad run coming up with, with games that these new signs could really make the difference. 100%. Um, do you think with, obviously, Cal Wilson is going to be out for a little bit longer. Chris Wood, we obviously he's just come in, so we're yet to see the best of him. I think there's a bit of it's going to be interesting because Newcastle kind of need to change the way they approach games to get the best out of them. Um, and we saw a little bit of that with Leeds, but it's, it's certainly going to be interesting to see what they do in the, in the, in the coming weeks. So if um, a tech year comes in, will Newcastle have enough to cover the time between Wilson being out and the, the time for Wilson, you know, being ready to return, do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, I think it's, Chris Wood, you know, the, the second half, I think you saw they played more to his strengths. Um, you know, he actually used him more in his hold-up play. And I think it will take time for him to to settle in. I always think this with, with strikers, even when they're Premier League proven, when they come in, in the mid-season window, it's it's not always often they, they immediately hit the ground running. You know, I think a big money examples, Andy Carroll going to Liverpool, Fernando Torres going to Chelsea. Uh, it, it didn't click immediately. And with Chris Wood, I think it, it, was, it was almost like a... The closest thing they could have got to a guarantee in the position they were in they needed someone who could come in straight away who could lead the line straight away who 
have been down there wouldn't be daunted by that pressure of of leading the line of a team in danger of being relegated and, and that's what he what he gives you and I think the more they, they play to strengths the more obviously you'll see from for me they they haven't always done that I think he's someone who who's really good in the air you look at all the duels he won against Leeds the, the numbers uh, I don't know it off the top of my head but like even though he had a fairly seemingly quiet game the, the selfless work he kind of did in leading the line was really important to Newcastle having that platform and I think that'll be big going forward. I mean, we remember Solomon Rondon. He wasn't always the Solomon Rondon scored goals for Newcastle. It was what he gave the overall team. And I think Chris Woods may be in that sort of mold. Um, maybe he won't score 10 goals this season, but he will play his part, I'm sure. We've got some, we've got Douglas here telling us how to pronounce the name <laughs> of the young French striker. So he says it's Akitike. I probably even got that wrong. We're going to have fun uh, with that guy and hopefully he's cast his name a lot because he's been banging in the goals. Um, we've mentioned briefly the signing of Gamerez, who's another one whose name is going to get pronounced a thousand different ways. I, I, e, what a signing this is. I mean, he was caught by Juventus, by Arsenal, and Newcastle United have gone in and it is very much a signing which says, you know, we're here and we mean business. And even though they're in the relegation zone and the table doesn't look too pretty, you know, Whoever's sold him the vision has done a remarkable job. And yes, he's getting paid a lot more than he was at Leon. But, you know, he could have gone probably elsewhere. He's, you know, you know, the agents would have let other teams know he was he was available. But Newcastle yeah. have won the battle for him. And you can see fans of other sides like Arsenal being a bit angry at this one because they thought if anyone in the Premier League was going to get him, it certainly wouldn't be Newcastle down in the relegation zone. Yeah, it's 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 remarkable as I said the start. Man, it's been <laughs> permanently since since the takeover. But you know, I I think you go back to the you know the Bubakari Sumari deal um, it was two years ago. Newcastle had a plane booked. Steve Bruce was literally going to get on the plane to go and see him. They they had a bit accepted by Leal. The steers they got from the players' agents where they wanted to come, and the player ultimately decided, "I'd rather keep my options open to the summer, see where you are on the table, see if any of the other clubs come in for me." Then, and you know, Grimarish could have done that; it would have almost been safer for him to stay at Leon to the summer, and then he would have had the pick of probably four or five, you know, clubs across Europe. And he clearly wanted to to test himself in Premier League. Now he wants to come to Newcastle, and as he said, you know that. That dream that's been sold to a lot of the targets that um, they aren't just going to be in a relegation fight. You know, the, the, that's the difference. You know, when players were signed previously in the Ashley year, you know, they they didn't know what was going to happen in three years. And not being honest, there a lot of them were told, you know, you can use this as a, effectively a stepping stone that you want to get a Premier League experience, prove yourself in the Premier League, and then you'll get a move from there and we won't stand in your way as long as the other team pays the price. And it's just different now. It's it's really obvious point, I know, but like these players are, are not being bought for today or to be sold on. They're, they're basically going to be part of, of something going forward. And if Newcastle can stay up this season, it, it's it's building every year. You know, If they do this in January, what can they do in the summer? And so on and so on. So, uh, yeah, it's... I think this Gourmet is the marquee science, probably the one that um, sums up the change the most. I mean, Matt Target, I think, would have been a player. Steve Bruce would have been interested in, but would, would Newcastle have signed a Gourmet under Ashley? I, I don't believe so. Um, I think there's just that ambition now, which makes such a difference. Hmm. Tom there's mentioning uh, the welcome video that Gourmet has posted on his social media channels. And if you haven't seen it, 
find him on Twitter or Instagram. It would sit a really good uh, video that announces his arrival to Newcastle. Matt Porritt's just arrived at the training ground, Kieran, to begin his medical. So um, he's arrived in the, the, the usual blacked out window cab. Um, so he's just got there to over to Benton. So that one is 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 definitely on. Um, how difficult do you think it is for players? And it clearly doesn't appear that difficult given they've signed Kieran Trippier and Ramirez. But to, to sell the vision, because as much money as you offer and as much as you say, you know, this time next season, we want to be battling for the top six, maybe. I mean, I'm just looking out of the air. Newcastle are still in the relegation zone. And yeah. they haven't played all that well this season. They beat Leeds and what have you, but we're still waiting for everything to click together. Um, how easy is it to sell the vision that you're just going to survive this season? I mean, is that the passion of Eddie Howe needs to come through, the passion of the owners? What what do you think the secret is there? Yeah, I think it's it's um, it's 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 a weird sort of a challenge because I think if they were, you know, they could have been 10 points adrift easily. You know, you, you think that the quality down there at the bottom, you know, had, had some of those teams in and around Newcastle been better and actually picked up more results, Newcastle could have it could have been good night, really. They've been not fortunate, but uh, the, the quality in the bottom half, is, it's been harder and harder to win games. That's really worked in Newcastle's favour because even though they haven't been able to win many games, other teams around them have been losing a lot as well. So I think when it comes to approaching targets, it's been a lot easier to say, well, look, we're only a point off. We'll easily, with you in the side, get out of this horrible situation. And then we, we guarantee you that we want to build, we want to you know, win win things within five years and what have you. I think it, it's it's an easier dream to sell than it would have been, you know, had the window opened in, say, November, you know, some of those dark, dark days. Um, and I think in, in a strange way, that's not been the issue this, this window. I think it's been the other clubs have been the issue. There are players out there who have wanted to come to Newcastle, but their clubs haven't wanted to, to let them go. And I think... Um, Attracting players hasn't necessarily been as big an issue. You know, look at Diego Carlos, Sven Bauman, Jesse Lingard, to name three players, they all wanted to come. Uh, it's because their clubs didn't want to play ball. That's why they're not joining this window. So uh, in a strange way, the attracting players hasn't been the problem. A few people asking about Bauman and Carlos. It looks like the summer probably is, is going to be the, the, the next time. But... You know, there's a few reports today that Newcastle are going to make one final push for for Botman. Do you see teams, you know, maybe like Lille or Sevilla, maybe folding if Newcastle do go back in with with another bid? Because I think it's one thing with two weeks of the window left to say, no, you know, pay more. But with just a few hours left, you get the feeling, and you know, I'm talking general here, that some teams might then go, actually, yeah, we we might cash in now. We, we were trying to up the price, but we've only got a few hours left to the deadline. Yeah, you've probably seen that with, with Rems, um, with Ekatike, um, that literally deadline day. It's rare, pretty rare that you see a young player from abroad sign for an English team on deadline day all of a sudden. But that probably does fit into what you're saying there, that they've, they've upped the offer, obviously, from what they offered earlier in the month. But Rem were actually willing to take it here and now rather than you know wait till the summer when there might be more interest. And, um whether whether that would happen with I, I think Lille and, and Sevilla made their their cases pretty clear to be honest you know I think that the money they would have wanted for those players um, compared to in the summer even I think Newcastle if 
getting Dan Byrne in will we'll tie them over. And I think this summer they'll they'll be able to actually go back for a Botman and they'll be more receptive to selling Neil. I, I don't see them being quite as um, outrageous with their demands. I think there will be a compromise to be found there in the summer. And, I, you know, he's, he's still a young player and he's still the same profile player that he was. You know, he'll benefit from playing in the last 16 of Champions League, for example, against Chelsea. You know, he'll grow as a player between now and the summer. And Newcastle, if they, if they can get him at the summer, it would be a, a huge sign. Like, there's a reason why he was their top, one of their top targets at the start of the month. I don't think that's going to change in the summer. I think, you know, the door would be open for them to go back in potentially. A lot of people asking about potential exits to make room for some arrivals. Jeff Hendrick being linked to, to Middlesbrough. Freddie Woodman looks like he's set to go to, to, to Bournemouth. Um, what's your understanding on any players that actually might leave in the next few hours? Yeah, I think that um, still seems a bit up in the air. I know any player who is in danger of being left out of Scott has been basically given a choice of that they can either go out and loan, if they can set up a loan, that Eddie Howe won't stop them from doing that. Or in essence, they can stay on as, as training players. Um, we've seen that over the years with uh, various characters. It was not so long ago yet, you know, a situation with Rolando Aarons, Asher Lazar, Christian Atsuyanri, Savi, um, we thought maybe those days were done, but Newcastle might find themselves in a situation where there'll be potentially two or three players who, who don't get moves today who will be staying on. Um, I do, I would stress, you know, a lot of these players understand what it means to play for Newcastle, their positive influences. I don't think Eddie Howe sees it as a doomsday scenario if they stay on. Obviously, it doesn't work as easy as you want one player, you want one gone, push them out. It's, it's not so easy. A lot of these guys are on reasonably size wages, reasonable contracts. There are only probably eight clubs in the top half of the championship that would be able to afford different aspects of their fee and also that would be attractive to them. So I think you'll, you'll maybe learn a lot about the kind of players who, who want to actually go out and play. I think fair play to them if they do want to do that because you know some of them, I mean, Freddie Woodman obviously hasn't played yet under Eddie Howe. He, he's a really obvious one to go on loan. I think that'd be great. He wants to go to Bournemouth last summer. Um, that'd be a great move for him. Jeff Hendrick, I think, has only made one late substitute appearance under Eddie Howe. That is a really obvious one to to get done. And then, as I mentioned earlier, Kieran Clark, someone like that, I mean, his his chance to play now are, are going to be severely limited. He probably wouldn't even get in the squad if, with Dan Byrne coming in. So I think the one to watch would be people like Dwight Gale, they bring another striker and he's barely featured. You would think there'd be a lot of championship interests laid on for him. Um, then you're, you're talking the likes of Mark Gillespie. Would he be able to get a move? As I said, there are players who have young families in the area who, who might be reluctant to go just yet. They might want to keep their options open until the summer and, and then maybe look at a move then. So that, that seems quite fluid with, with a couple of those players, but it'll almost be overshadowed no matter what because of the, the signings they're yeah. Um, of course, we keep you up to date with all the ongoings today over on chroniclelive.co.uk. And just to finish off, then, Kieran, um, if Newcastle, as we expect, sign Dan Byrne, Matt Target, and Atekie, and then that's it, is that a successful window, in your opinion? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I went into it, I think it, it's been a window of stages. You know, they, they struck early with Kieran Trippier, and I thought, what a first signing that is. And, and then Chris Wood came out of nowhere. And then there was that little bit of lull where there was a bit of frustration, frustration rather, whereby they, they weren't really getting anywhere with certain targets. And 
what they've done in the, the last well, it's probably only five days it's it's really been impressive uh, and as i said earlier you know to think they didn't have a chief executive or a director of football yet those two appointments are to come before the end of the season i think it will give fans a lot of hope because uh for me they haven't overpaid for anyone yet and they've been very dogged in not doing so and that's a really good sign for the future because they will have been offered a lot of deals or supposedly offered a lot of deals where seemingly there's this brilliant player on offer but the more they they dig into the detail they realize um it wouldn't work for Newcastle for the right reasons and they've done their character checks I think all the players they're bringing in would be really good for the dressing room as well as the team and I think it gives them the tools they they, they can actually stay up and, and more importantly I think a lot of these signs are players they can build around for, for next season and beyond which is an obvious added bonus. Yeah, that's the important thing as well. Like you see, we feel like, especially with the likes of Gamera, as they're building the foundations, and then in the summer they don't have to go out and sign someone like him because yeah. he's here. So it's clearly the long-term vision is excellent. They just need to stay up now. Fingers crossed they do. And I'll just finish by reading this comment here from from Godwin. He says, "I must admit, as a Newcastle United fan, I'm not used to these levels of excitement and signings. How are the tunes?" And that is a constant uh, running of all the comments we've had here because people just, they can't believe it and they're so excited. And if you look at, I'm sure everyone follows a heck of a lot of journalists on Twitter and you'll see exactly the same. They can't believe we've actually got a bit of work to do today. So it's refreshing, plenty more to happen. Like I say, head over to chroniclelive.co.uk. We'll be back later in the day with myself and Lee Ryder. Uh, please remember to like and follow the podcast on Apple, Spotify. Leave us a review and rating if you can. Um, plenty of stuff, like I say, on chroniclelive.co.uk. Thank you for tuning in and hopefully you enjoy the rest of Transfer Deadline Day.